two sides of the same delusion. My furniture operation is, at most, capable of paying the rent. That's what I know, for now. I have a business degree in entrepreneurship. I am grained into ignorance. I see our bills, I see my sales. The inadequacy of my operation is obvious, even more obvious when contrasted against my mountain of student loan debt. To look past these facts is a disrespect to my own education. <laughs> the math doesn't add up, and daily my mind tells me so. Seriously? You're trying to make $50 off a coffee table? You have $200,000 in student loans. Wake the hell up. This isn't going anywhere. Still, this week, I restored a pair of side tables and a dresser. It's not good enough yet, but it's definitely better. My craft is progressing, and I'm not pulling the pin. I'm not going anywhere. Because while I make furniture, I'm sane. When I use the word sane, I use it relatively, because I know psychosis, and this is not that. The sane I reference is the ability to live in a world where I no longer delude myself. This sanity is supremely valuable. I should know. I lived inside a delusion for eight years. The delusion was, I can be myself while practicing medicine. To continue forth in medicine and attend medical school to begin with, I convinced myself this statement was true. If only I find the right specialty. If only I practice where I can serve. If only I ride my mountain bike every day. If only I can be myself. I can be happy. My delusion did create meaning. It certainly crafted a purpose. These ifs supplied endless adventures across our 50 states. But it was insanity. I chased a never-achievable if for eight years. Now, there's just this. <laughs> there's just myself. There's no if clause. But, how can I continue working at something so futile? How can I still pay the bills, save, and invest in my wife and I's vision? Well, I must trust in sanity. If I didn't mention Stephen Pressfield, would this be an essay of mine? <laughs> In this week's newsletter, <clears throat> he mentioned an idea from the Bhagavad Gita. It regards work and our relation to it. Here's the idea. Labor without attachment is worship. When I look at what I truly know about my work, I enjoy the practices of writing and furniture. I enjoy getting better. I enjoy daily incremental progress. And I feel alive when I do these things. Historically, when I do things that evoke aliveness, good things happen. Not immediately, nor linearly, but eventually. Something comes from these soul investments. Will it be in furniture? I don't know. Will another opportunity arise that I never saw coming? Likely. Yet, for things to work out, I must ardently mind the requirements to meet my wife and I's goals. I must answer this bell, too. I cannot afford to enter into another different delusion. Things will change. Positively? Maybe. Down the road, my income may be substantial for my efforts. Or it won't. Again, I don't know. Yet, I have something I can control. I can pull these shoots of work and effort anytime I want. 
just as they're beginning to meet sunlight. Then I'll know for certain that I will never know what could have been. This is regret. This is loss of sanity. So, word by word, brush by brush, I must trust and worship, pray for clarity, and trust in sanity. What more can we do? For a limited time, I'm sending free copies of my first book to anyone who signs up for my newsletter. You can click the link in the bottom of today's show notes and follow it there. Drop your email and I'll send you your book today.